And we're back for another episode of Lakers Fast Break and Inside Sports Fantasy Football. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Inside Sports Fantasy Football, the Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcast. Plus, also as well, of course, Inside Sports Fantasy Football. I'm usually on every week with Chris Sardieri, but he is on vacation and he is having a restful time. The beautiful islands of Hawaii. So I've got the great guys for the Lakers Fast Break, where we cover the latest news and trends in the NBA and the Los Angeles Lakers. Plus, big news happens right when we go on the air which we'll announce here in just a second. So please go ahead and follow us, subscribe, do whatever it is you can to go ahead and make sure that you are part of what we're doing at Inside Sports Fantasy Football, the Pop Culture Cosmos, and of course, everything that we do here at the Lakers Fast Break. I want to go ahead and mention as well, if you can, please support all the great things that we do at the Lakers Fast Break, including Joe Soro at LakersBall.com. Of course, Symblates, Symblates with the Y.com. Of course, Lakers... Right there for you all the time at Lakerholics.com. The number one Lakers blogger, Laker Tom. You know he's probably, even at his age, with the dark glasses on, doing backflips right now because Christian Wood is now a Laker as Joe is celebrating with a peach, I think it is. Go ahead and check out what he and Jamie Sweet are doing today at Lakersball.com. Our good friend, Empire Jeff, Empire Jeff TV, please go ahead and subscribe today. Get him, like us, to a 1,000 subscribers on Lakers Fast Break. Get him at Empire Jeff TV and John McCallion. Our good friends, indeed, go ahead and help them out by subscribing to their great channels as well. And, of course, everything that we do here at Lakers Fast Break, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, where we cover the latest news and trends in fantasy football right there for you. This is a special episode a simulcast on both these channels and the Pop Culture Cosmos. And if you like what you're seeing, go ahead and make sure you tune in every week to us right here at Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and of course, the Lakers Fast Break as well. But before we get into kickoff week for the NFL, the thing we were supposed to do that was regularly scheduled, something happened as soon as we were going on the air. And that is according to Adrian Wojnarowski, my gosh, the news indeed. The guy that's been the subject of 500 seemingly podcasts that are out there, including ours, Christian Wood has signed a two-year deal with the Los Angeles Lakers. And I will say right now, guys, it is something that the imagination, as we have talked about so much as far as what he can do, what he can give, if his mind is right, will give us here. And first off, Good man indeed. He's the first man up, first man here. Want to go ahead and make sure you know about what's going on with what he's doing as Ox1947 at LakersBall.com. And of course, his great company, Simblades. Simblades with a Y.com. It is Joe Soro. And Joe, great to have you here on the simulcast. It was originally attending to five minutes ago, be just an inside sports fantasy football. But the Lakers and Christian Wood decide to go ahead and change things up a little bit. Yeah, with all due respect to fantasy football, real sports takes precedent. Lakers take precedent. And the Lakers just made AD's life a lot easier for this season. And as far as lineups are, ta- are concerned, people are asking already, what's going to happen next? I'm going to tell you what's going to happen next. 
They're going to go to Rui, and they're going to go, Rui, you are not coming off the bench. Thank you, sir. Let's go after that sixth man of the year because Christian Wood is going to be the starting center, and AD is going to be playing his natural position most of the game. And I'm very happy. That's going to open up the lane. you got two shooters that are bigs. I mean, I know AD isn't a shooter, but he's a threat at the very least. And he can make up a lot of ground. That's kind of the appeal of his greatness. Uh, Christian Wood's only issue is, but we have had that problem before, or at least at the beginning. And it didn't be a problem during the season, i.e. Dwight Howard. JaVale McGee was never a problem child, but there was some IQ, basketball IQ issues with him, and he played as smart as anybody I've seen at that position during 2020 during the championship run. So this is a this 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 right now on paper looks phenomenal. If he comes in and isn't a distraction in the locker room, which I believe the Lakers would not have made this trade, I'm sorry, signing without consulting LeBron and AD and without LeBron and AD talking to Christian Wood. By the way, Christian Wood's from Long Beach, so he's coming home. And I believe this was going to happen because it made too much sense. And now Christian Wood is going to showcase himself for the next year. And by the way, you were right, Gerald. It is a player option on the second year. Yeah, it was just the Lakers don't have much in the way of money to offer him. It has to be a minimum. Absolutely a gem pickup. You, you can risk this for the reward. If he's a pain in the ass, you can bounce him too. But I don't think that's going to happen. I don't know if my my Laker Tom optimism. I just think it, 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 it would behoove him to not play well this year. Because if he plays well this year, this is one of those other guys, those role players. If he plays well, now this is really going to help AD play well and not get injured during the year. The Lakers are in absolutely perfect shape right now to, I mean, this thing is so evenly spread out in terms of how they've set this up. And I'm, I just now I've gotten to the point where I I just want the season to start tomorrow. This is going to be very, very hard (laughs) to wait another month. One of the things before I hit it over to Sean, uh, you were not there for our conversation uh, earlier today with Justin Quinn, who actually, you know, Celtics fandom aside, was really a good uh, guest. Both Sean and I were very impressed with what he was dropping as far as the knowledge is concerned and his experience covering the Celtics. Uh, he mentioned one of the things as far as the Celtics before they signed Svima Hilek and even after they signed Svima Hilek needing another big man himself. And he mentioned, even though he wasn't enamored, the name Christian Wood had also been appearing on the Boston radar as well. So I think that he was just surveying. He was surveying the landscape of the NBA. And if he wanted to stay in the NBA and get considerable amount of time so that he doesn't have to go ahead and get the all-in as far as next year and take the $3 million for next year, he can get something more substantial. The most playing time on a highlighted team, on a spotlighted team, would be the Lakers. And I think that's probably because Boston is is just got too many players now. They're not exactly the deepest team, as he as he explained, but they still have just way too many players on that team. 
with the Lakers, he can still find himself if his mind is right. And if he does what he needs to do, could find himself a key part of the rotation, Joe. Yes, I, I agree. And we're looking at a guy that was not really playing a lot his first, I believe, six years in the league. I should say five. Um, and then the last two seasons played 68, 67 games, averaged almost 18 points uh, two years ago, averaged 16 and a half this year, uh, was a double-double guy actually in 20, uh, 2022. Uh this guy has the potential to be a double-double guy. Yeah. And it's going to be much easier for him to do that with LeBron and AD and guys like Austin Reeves. By the way, Austin, that putback dunk was very, very Alex Caruso-esque. Uh, very, very pretty. Uh, we, hadn't, we hadn't talked about that. Obviously, I wasn't here earlier. I was planning on being here, but unfortunately, I got sidetracked with some work. But I, I'm very happy. I'm very happy with the signing. I'm very excited that the Lakers have a true center that they can actually start and he can play 25 to 30 minutes. That is so important, guys. This guy's 27 years old. He is six foot ten with a seven three wingspan. This guy can play basketball, not good on defense, but I don't care about that right now. All I'm focused on is offense. Get that stuff going on offense. We'll deal with the defense. Now this makes Jackson Hayes' job easier. Jackson Hayes can be that guy. Jackson Hayes has the ability to stay in front of certain guys and maybe be a weak side shot blocker. So you, you, you've got a good accumulation of players here that have deficiencies here, but positives here that you can use in and around the season. They might go after one more big just as a, as a backup, like a Biombo. I don't know for sure. <laughs> Scared just, me, Joe. Just, I thought just you said saying, Just saying, they could, they could, they could fill out another big on that, on that last roster spot. Oh, you scared me, Joe. Stop doing that, man. That gives me yeah, chills. Yeah, no, it, it's not beyond <laughs> bow. It's beyond no. No. Beyond no. No. Yeah, Joe will get so. I could just see him. Okay, you know what? Actually, the Lakers should sign him, Sean. Should sign beyond no. You know why? You know why, Sean? It would help our playback coverage because every time he would go to the line, Joe would shout so many obscenities because of all the bricks he would be shooting with his 37% free throw shooting. Joe would get so mad. Why do we sign this guy? Bleep, 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 bleep. So, yes, maybe it would be good for our coverage if he actually signed him. But well, his got... job wouldn't be to yeah, but create every time an, he's on that side offense. of the court. <laughs> it's like a turnover. This is this it's would, like a turnover. Anyway, this would, anyway, this, this, this would be this your is, third center. He's not playing is, that much. This, you know, this is this is one of those good ripple effects, Gerald. Um, because he's starting center, bounces out the starting unit, bounces out the bench here. Uh obviously th there's no doubt, there's no questioning, hesitating about his prowess offensively and obviously it's another person who you can put the ball in their hands and if lebron trusts him enough he could play a little off ball as well as with austin reeves uh he's gonna obviously experiment it with uh, gabe vincent so there are a lot of options here optionalities are good especially when you're coming in with 
you know, a, a lot of new players in a system that, you know, we've seen Ham pull rabbits out of his hat before with his offensive schemes drilled. So, you, you know, it's one of those pop Bernie Bickerstaff kind of deals where Ham, you know, he doesn't reveal his whole offense during the regular season. So, obviously, what we think is that Wood will not play significantly in the playoffs, but we just there's no there's no guaranteeing that Ham doesn't foresee a possibility where he has to play. However. We do know that Anthony Davis last year played 99 minutes at center drilled, and we did a hell of a good job with that because we got all the way to the Western Conference Finals. Now, we don't count Western Conference Finals. We count titles. That being said, this shouldn't deter Anthony from not necessarily wanting just to play center. I, there are going to be times, and it will be significant in the playoffs, where he's has where he's has to defer his ego and just play this goddamn center position in order for us to win a title. Absolutely. So that was Magic Man Sean Grice right there for you, the Madman from Toronto. He did get out of Toronto traffic to not only cover inside sports fantasy football and talk about Week One of the NFL, but immediately pivoted into Christian Wood mode because Christian Wood is now a Laker. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. The better that these Marvel films do, the higher the standards are going to be for not just other films in general, but other Marvel films also. I think it's really hard to end a show with this many fans in a satisfying way. That's the Pop Culture Cosmos Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Playing worldwide on radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, it is the Lakers Fast Break. We truly appreciate you joining us again also as well, Inside Sports Fantasy Football. And we will be covering plenty of week one coverage of the NFL. Plus, woof, 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 as is tradition on the Inside Sports Fantasy Football, we will be covering the doghouse with the guys' picks on the their, uh, I guess their picks for the underdogs for this week, week one in the NFL, plus their thoughts on fantasy football and what is going to go down this week and their thoughts on the team. But it is Christian Wood. Christian Wood did sign a deal. I believe, Joe, it is for the veteran minimum for the $2.7 million, I think, for the first year and three if he makes the second year. Is that correct, Sean and Joe? Yes. One, yeah, so it's a one plus yeah. one, essentially, unless something goes terribly wrong. If he picks up the second year for the Lakers, it's not exactly the best thing in the world for him because that just shows that something went wrong there. But I will say, Joe, you know, we're going to take the gamble. We're going to take the bet. He's going to take the gamble. He's going to bet on himself. It looks like not only you have a Lakers team that's motivated to win a championship, but Christian Wood to be motivated enough to go ahead and do what he needs to do to go ahead and make himself a, 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 a gettable player, a player that people want and teams want and desire once again, because obviously right now his stock couldn't be much lower. If he has a good season, it's likely meaning we had a championship. And if it means losing him after the year, so be it. 
Thank you, Intel Wild. Appreciate it as well. Uh, he says, welcome, Christian Wood, to the Purple and Gold family. Absolutely welcome indeed. Sean, your thoughts on this? I mean, Christian Wood, uh, is he the final piece of the championship puzzle for the Los Angeles Lakers? Joe is shaking his head yes. We talked about it. Uh, it we have it, talked it, about it, and we even tried to refrain from it, and we still ended up talking a lot about it. Yeah, but, you know, I feel vindicated by that because what we said was going to goddamn well happen. Goddamn <laughs> well happened. You know he's feisty tonight. Yes. I mean, we talked about this. I, I talked about this. Uh, he's waiting for the money to roll in somehow, some way, and we thought, okay – if this player gets waived, if this uh, uh, franchise releases this player, or they make the, nothing happened, it, it remains static. Um, and Gerald, all that talk about it, it, the Heat were the Heat were so intertwined with him as far as the rumor mill is concerned. Normally, I pay uh, infinitesimal amount of attention to that garbage. But just because, you know, I happen to be a fan, Damian Lillard, uh, you know, Wood did not fit the Heat model. I never I never thought he would ever sign with the Heat. So you're right. I think it just came down to those two teams. It was the Celtics and the Lakers. And he signed for all the reasons we said he would sign for. You have a center position that's basically yours if you sign the contract. You have a lot of offensive freedom because you've shown yourself to be a very good scorer slash facilitator, at least from the mid post in. I, I don't really like his offensive game when he's dribble driving outside of the, uh, the three-point line. However, the positives outweigh the negatives here. That is true. I just hope he's like peaches and cream on his P's and Q's in the locker room, Gerald, because that's – that's where his head needs to be. As long as it's there and on the court, I think this will work out for both parties. Because uh, you on... have, okay, of Joe, me, and and you, you were probably the least in love with Christian Wood coming to the Lakers. Yes. Explain more why. I mean, because I, I can still see you're like very hesitant on on that. Yeah, I, okay, I my think friend, it, you please, you, you honesty is always should be the best part of the show. Yeah, I just it it every situation with him has turned sour in the locker room, Gerald. That mm-hmm. uh, that that's a that's a concern. Look, it, it's not as if there there hasn't been it, there's not it, there's no circus that LeBron hasn't been to that he hasn't been able to be become the ringmaster of. So, it, in that sense. You know, it, it it's not really an issue, right? Because if there was uh, like a little sense of an issue, I'm sure he'd be gone. So I, I'm sure this does have the blessing of of LeBron. And look, Gerald, we've talked about it before. What's Anthony the joke Day- though? That what is the joke? If uh, Christian Wood plays well, LeBron is the greatest player of all time. Yeah, that is the joke. That, I think that is. The, <laughs> but go ahead. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, look, we t- we talked about it, right? There was that. There was that sniveling little snooty, snotty snippet I saw that talked about how there was a scout that said, oh, well, you know, there's there's a former, I, I, I'm trying to remember who it was. I think it was Medina, actually, who said, mm-hmm. 
you know, there, there was a former Laker who just didn't like the cut of Christian Woods jib defensively. And so, so it was like an allusion to Anthony Davis and Gerald, we talked about it. Like if AD really had an issue with Christian Wood and Christian Wood's defense, he would be adamant that the Lakers not sign him. So as far yeah, as he's the, he's the future, you already committed to him long-term. Yeah. For five, for five years, he's here for yeah. five more years. So uh, if he didn't think that this was a good move either, he would, he would have said something. So I'm all for it. Sign me up. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. It is Joe Soro, magic man, Sean Grice to meet Joe Glassford. Thanks so much for watching and listening. We truly appreciate it. I also want to mention again, we will be having our full edition of Inside Sports Fantasy Football on the back end of the show. So those who are interested in fantasy football, stay tuned. We've got our fantasy football picks, our weeks for the NFL, week one, and so much more. But Joe, getting back to you, my friend, Christian Wood, I know he's, you're getting, you're just getting a nonstop messages. Your phone blew up like seconds before we went on the air, my friend. Yes, it did. And it's, it's, I'm trying to catch up to not only that, but friends of mine who are giving me updates on Julio Urias and Jay Moore and Jeannie Buss's wedding. And I'm basically messaging them going, uh, are you going to tell me next that, uh, you know, the millennium is coming, you know, Y2K is coming. Like what, what, what's going on here? You guys know, I, we knew this information like a day ago. So yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's started the dialogue, but, uh, it's, it's an, it's a, September 5th was the official day that the Lakers offseason ended. Today was the day at this moment. Uh, last 20, last 10 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever it was uh, when we first heard. And it's nice to know that it's done, right? We were going to wait till training camp. Maybe there might have been a, something going on during the season. But I think ultimately, I think this is it, guys. I think they're going to set the team now and decide on how they're going to roll with this team and make the necessary changes should they should things get bad. But I just don't think this team's going to play bad. I think the only thing that can kill them is injuries. And even then, even if, if it's a minor injury and LeBron or AD are out, you have enough depth now to at least stay within some kind of uh, competition. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And uh, again, we'll see what happens. Uh, I don't want to put all of our eggs into one basket when it concerns Christian Wood, but Sean, if it does go right, it could be something where he provides you the best case scenario is, is he provides you quality minutes during the season and he can give you 15 to 20 minutes of quality play in the playoffs. That's the best case scenario. And he can hit some clutch threes for you. He can still spread the defense out. He can do the things you need to do, provide maybe even a little bit better, a little bit better defense than he's given so far. Maybe it's the effort. Maybe the effort will increase as he sees that he's going to be on his first playoff team ever in his entire career. So maybe you will see that. Plus, like I said, he is absolutely playing for his next contract. So again, do you see a scenario where you could get the best case scenario from Christian Wood? For sure. For sure. I mean, that, that, there, that possibility is definitely exists. Um, you know, you know, that would be him basically averaging 18, 10, five and a half to eight. He's shooting over 50% from the field. He's, at least 37% from three, 
I don't really need Christian Wood going to the line, Gerald, but that's a skill set he also possesses. Um, so, I, I, again, I think there's going to be a lot of lineups where you have three guards and uh, either LeBron and Wood or AD and Wood because I think Wood can also shave minutes off of LeBron's uh, minutes as well, Gerald. We were talking about, you know, if LeBron was at 30 to 32, less than that is optimal. Um, now you have a lot of optionality at the four, Gerald. You have LeBron, you have Christian Wood, you have AD, you have Rui, you potentially have Cam Reddish. Um, so you're pretty much, you can run at least six deep at the four right now because of Wood and his versatility. Well, I'm telling you, we are just getting it like, like Endorphin was saying, but also as well, again, what everybody here is saying, just the interest sky high, Joe, right now. Everybody wanted to clamor here. We are so appreciative of everyone out there, everyone that's coming in right now. We understand it's been a slow off season. We understand getting back into the swing of things. Joe, could this be the thing? Could this be the key to get everybody's interest? about Christian Wood coming to the Lakers being a key to the Lakers possibly having a championship season up ahead. Oh, yeah. This is uh, Christian Wood playing to his talents and not being a distraction. This is a Mike gig- – you just got a starting center who is a double-double guy who's 27 for the vet minimum? Yep. This is Absolutely. a gigantic win. You have a legitimate start so Without having to trade – no trade. This is like getting this is like getting Kenny Pickett at twenty. After you, after your your franchise quarterback retires after seventeen seasons, this is it's it's you didn't even have to give up any assets. You you didn't have to tank to get that pick. You didn't I think have to I got do anything. One of my last picks in my uh, fantasy draft. Well, I think you might have picked a really good one because I think he's yeah. going to have a good season. The, I agree. Of course, I wasn't able to get him in any of the leagues, but that's that's a whole different story. He's going late in the drafts, 12th, 13th round. Yeah. I'm serious. And, you know, I usually don't pick quarterbacks too early anyways. I'm more concerned about receivers and anyone that will play for Kansas City because those guys seem to always do well because the best quarterback I've ever seen, uh, physically anyways, uh, next to Dan Marino as well, or in comparison to Dan Marino, is uh, Patrick Mahomes. He'll make anybody look good. But – uh. I just I think the excitement is is the preservation ability here is the the key for me is he's not only going to help AD play less minutes but he's also going to probably help LeBron too. Uh, this guy helps everybody. He can play thirty minutes. Imagine this guy can play thirty minutes a game the the whole year and play sixty seven to seventy games. It's it's guys. This is exactly what we need. It's exactly what we need. And Darvin Ham now has every tool in his box to play this out as as smoothly as you can in an 82-game regular season. And we showed you guys during the schedule look that the Lakers have some huge, huge advantages in certain parts of that schedule where they're not leaving uh, time zones but they also have 15 back-to-backs, which is true more than they did True, last but it's year. a lot easier to do back-to-backs when you're not traveling from L.A. to Memphis or L.A. to Florida 
things like that. If you look at their back-to-backs, they're relatively not that bad in terms of turnaround time. But if you decide to not play LeBron in seven of those games and you still win, let's say, four, uh, let's say you go four and three in that, that span, that could be a good win. Five and two would be nice too. So, yes. and you have the depth now to, to, to risk that. LeBron is really the only one I'm not going to mind them holding back. We have no choice with him. He's in his 21st season. We need see, see, the more I think about it, the more I think we blowtorch the start of the year now. Honestly. Absolutely. Uh, what I think, though, is that let's lead into this as far as uh, Christian Wood is concerned. The question seems to be with most in the chat is where he fits in the starting lineup. They automatically think that he's going to be in the starting lineup. Joe has already said, move over, Rui. He's going to be in the starting lineup. I'm going to have to say this, and I'm going to be the first one in the room to say this. Uh, even though, you know, he is a good fit if theory, in theory, there's also the Darvin Ham process during training camp where he may not be the fifth starter that everybody wants, and he may be coming off the bench. So, Sean, I'm going to start with you because you, unlike Joe, are not 100% sold. I can tell in your voice. I can tell in your conversations with you leading up to this, even before this happened, that you're not 100% sold on it because of his history and because of other certain parameters that you've already talked about on the show. Uh, it's not a done deal that he's in the starting lineup. Uh, I mean, is it with him a good fit in the starting lineup? We've discussed yes. We've discussed no. The theory of Christian Wood, that again, if you want to go ahead and put him in the starting lineup, that means AD theoretically goes to four and Laker Tom wins his bet. Great. I don't care. That's fine. If if I win and, he, and AD is a five, I'm just was going to tell him again, as I said before on the show, that, that he just make sure you take Mrs. Laker Tom out to dinner instead. How do you not but, do that? How do you not? You, you, you essentially have but the, three. But, but, but then LeBron James goes to three, which is a concern all this time that I've talked about. Le, LeBron James, you're three, Joe. That's what I'm saying. So, Sean, before I get back to Joe on this, is that of any concern for you, LeBron, moving over to the three? Gerald, I think that moving back to the three, however you want to phrase it. So. So the way you frame that question, I'd have to answer yes, of course. Of course, that's a concern. You have a 38-year-old player. Yes, yes. However, I don't think that's the way it's going to go down. I think what's going to happen is that there's – like there's – I think we'll we'll end up calling it the 4-3 and the 3-4. That's, that's what I think Wood and and eventually LeBron are going to do on uh, offense and defense. Mm-hmm. I think LeBron will be the three on offense. I think they'll switch. I think Christian Wood will be the three on defense that you'll be relying on to uh, guard a pretty decent perimeter player. But you have Anthony, Def- Anthony Davis, the greatest defensive player of his generation, who's – uh, re, uh, to me, Gerald, he refocused and he revitalized that it factor that he has defensively in the playoffs, even though it was a sweep. Uh, we weren't swept because of Anthony's efforts. Um, so I think that's what, uh, what's going to happen. Now, I think eventually what's going to happen with Christian Wood, Gerald, I think he's just going to become kind of um, – 
an X factor. I I think the best situation for him is where he's in a situation where he's playing with a very good defensive lineup in the backcourt, which tells me that it's probably going to be uh, uh, Gabe Vincent and Austin Reeves. You add in possibly a LeBron and then Christian Wood as your three and four there, plus AD. You have a hybrid lineup in the NBA now that is very dangerous. It's very dangerous because you have Gabe Vincent, Austin Reeves, LeBron James, and Christian Wood, Gerald, and all four of those players were in the top 20 last year in pick-and-roll efficiency. So now they're all on the same team. You'd have to put all those guys in the same lineup along with Anthony Davis. To me, that would be... That would be the death lineup that the Lakers would have. It would be a combination of Vincent, Reeves, LeBron, Wood, and AD. Oh, yes, he does get a little defensive, Darren. Absolutely, Laker Tom does. And uh, believe me, I've been the brunt of it for four years at times now. But, Joe, I mean, I, I said, again, Getting Christian Wood, obviously, at the minimum, great signing, in my opinion, as well. I think he'll be a contributor. He has his mind right, and obviously, if everything goes well, and he just plays to the analytics that he's been playing for the past few years around 40%, uh, gets you seven rebounds a game, can get you 15 points a game in that range. That would be awesome for the Lakers going forward. Again, get you some defense. Maybe we talked about his defense being ripped upon. If he can improve his defense or his effort, at least on that end of the floor, you never know as far as what he can bring. But as we get this great uh, comment from Intel Wild, Christmas came early for us. Yes, it did. Joe, I again, when you line up Christian Wood, when you line up AD and you line up LeBron out there, I understand it's for only for at times a few minutes each and every time out. But when it comes to the concern I have, though, lining up LeBron at the three, theoretically, or if not, who do you have as someone that's going to be guarding the threes if you want to keep uh, LeBron at the four? Christian Wood can't guard threes. Who will be guarding the threes if that's the case if you start all three of those guys? Well, you adapt to the, the team you're playing. So if you're going to be playing... You're going to be shuffling out, is that correct? I'm sorry? You're going to be shuffling players in and out. Of the I, I believe that Darvin Ham is going to adapt each lineup according to the team they're playing that night. Yeah, and Gerald, I think there's going to be a lot of hockey lineup changes that you see I mean, with the Lakers. The Lakers had more a starting lot of two lineup and, changes two and three. than anybody last year, right? No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. Continuity in the starting lineup, but you adapt during the games to what you need in that game. If you're playing yeah. top-notch uh, small forwards, let's say if Kawhi's healthy, let's say Durant is playing, then you're going to need Rui on those guys, and you sick him on there and Vando as well. You're not going right. to have and when you're pl- And when you're playing uh, a more physical team, like the New York Knicks, you may need a Gabe Vincent and an Austin Reeves more than you would a D'Angelo Russell. What Darvin Ham cannot do is be infatuated with his three-guard lineup against guys that are seven feet tall who can play the perimeter. That needs to not happen. Does that make sense for everyone? It's very important. You know, Zangerstein is all on board because with what we sit just here said. and we criticize well, somebody. He's in, he's in, Joe, the fact is, he's infatuated with it. 
We cannot it, afford to it, be it, infatuated. infatuated. With he's infatuated with it. It's his we cannot, we cannot afford to, to for him he's to gonna do, do that. He's going to do it. He's going to do afford, it. We can't afford he's it because you're it. going to get butchered, and then we're going to sit here and blame blame D'Angelo Russell for not being able to guard seven foot three and D guys. Don't do it. Don't do it. Now, I'm not saying he is. He might have been, done what he did last year because he had to. So at this point, we're going to find out in preseason. Well, let's say, see, this gets better if Vando has improved his shooting. Because then you have more options. See, like I was saying earlier, there are more and more teams adapting to the hybrid lineup. And it's best described as this. It's not a small ball lineup. The hybrid lineup is this. You have four ball handlers anywhere from 6'2 to 6'10 surrounded by a big that's either proficient in the pick and roll or the pick and pop. Either one. Doesn't matter which. Both? Great. One or the other works just as well. That's what's required now. So now that you have Wood, you potentially have that hybrid lineup if Vando is shooting, Gerald. And that's the icing on the cake is, yeah, you do have a Cam Reddish there, and you do have a Torian Prince there. But, I mean, if Rui and Vando are doing their thing, that depth is nice, but we're we're, we're comfortably – right there in the front court with that with that so if vando shooting is approved just a little bit Gerald, it's like what joe was saying I, I i anticipate a lot of hockey lineups for hand like inserting two or three guys with a wood or with a lebron or with an ad and being able to mission mash lineups depending on the flow of the game remember pace and rhythm are two separate things Pace is about speed. There could be a fast pace. There could be a slow pace. Rhythm is patterns. They're two completely separate things. It's, you know, people try and say, well, this team plays with the same pace and rhythm. They're not the same thing. So the Lakers were terrible as a half-court offense drill last year. We were terrible. We were terrible in the regular season, and we were god-awful in the playoffs. From only 16 teams in the playoffs, and we were the fourth worst for the half-court offense. So if adding Christian Wood adds a half a point or a point per game in the half-court, that's well worth all the fluff that comes with them, especially, like you said, Gerald, and I'm hoping for the best that his mind is right. But I need to see it, man. I need to see it on the court. And then that will change my mind. That will change my mind about Wood. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. It's Joe Soro, Magic Man, Sean Grice, and me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching, listening. I truly appreciate it. It's a special two for a breaking news edition of the Los Angeles Lakers fast break. Right there for you is the Los Angeles Lakers sign. Christian Wood, forward center to a two-year contract. Well, it's a one plus one, a player option on the end for the veterans minimum. We're talking about that. And then on the back end of the show, we'll be talking about week one in the NFL as part of inside sports fantasy football. So Joe, I, I get the questions that Darren is, is floating out there in regards to Vando and, and 
the bigger question is, you know, Vando does certain things. You're right. It all depended his time on the floor on whether or not he can hit that corner three and be effective at all on the offensive side of the court. Nobody's questioning his defense. But when it comes to it, the Lakers with Christian Wood and D'Lo, who are not the greatest defenders in the world, and we're not talking about against seven foot three guys. We're talking about him playing other guards. D'Lo has issues. He did in the playoffs. And, and I'm really worried about his defense going forward. But when it comes to the defensive side of the ball, I mean, Christian Wood, D'Lo, those guys, I understand that. But if Vando does not start, when does he play? When does he make a real contribution to the L.A. team? He's going to have to make those hustle plays, those half-court steals that go to the basket and score points in crucial games that changes momentum. Uh, hitting the corner threes obviously would help if he's hitting that with, with some consistency. That's his contribution is being able to play with kind of like a poor man's Trevor Ariza, basically. Hopefully getting to that level of a Trevor Ariza. That's really his ceiling in my book if he can make it happen. The problem is, the main problem for Vando is his inability to concentrate. His concentration is off. And I'm hoping that that's another thing he worked on this summer. Focus is important in this thing. Uh, when you're trying to win a championship, you need to be focused. You need to not miss layups when you're six foot ten, and you just have a guy kind of trying to stop you. You should be able to make those those shots and those those uh, baskets. Lakers have room for guys not to perform. Also, if if for some reason Vando is a flop, again, it is what it is. You have Prince, you have Vincent, you have D'Lo still there that can that might be able to contribute you have uh reddish uh i mean the lakers have put a a, a potluck together here we're gonna see which which food works that's that's what this really is they they're gonna give every one of these guys a shot and we're gonna see who comes out of the muck and i just want two or three guys i don't care who it is two or three guys with lebron ad Reeves, D'Lo, Rui, and then maybe if we're lucky, somebody like Castleton increases his value already, you know, being that third big guy or whatever. I don't know. I'm just I'm just happy that they, they're they done for the offseason. They've filled in every hole with guys that are supposed to play well with this team, according to their skill sets. The, uh, the only bad part about Wood is his attitude. If his attitude becomes an issue – they got to make sure they cut that quick so that it doesn't affect the locker room, which I don't think would be a problem anyways, guys. He's not Russell Westbrook making $45 million and you can't trade him. So I think we're in good shape. I think we're in good shape regardless of who comes out of this. I I, I just, I don't care. I don't care who comes out of this. Uh, you made a good point about uh, defense when D'Lo and Wood are in. That is going to be an interesting issue on how Darvin Ham is going to handle that. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And that might be why he doesn't start. That might be it because you can't have a bad perimeter uh, player that can't play defense and a center who can't play defense. That might throw everything off on the defensive end. But we're not going to know until we see it. The good thing is that team will have an open lane every time out. 
And that's what LeBron does well. When the lanes parted like the Red Sea, that's where LeBron does his best work. Do you think the Lakers planned it that they signed and announced that Christian Wood was now a Laker just so they could time it with our show? Do you think that's possible, Joe? Yes. I mean, the timing was ridiculously perfect. I'm talking, I pressed the mouse and boom, the announcement came in. I had and I had actually hit start stream. Your face, your face was on the screen, and I was waiting for you to click me in. Like literally, the second I pressed that button, my phone alerted. Christian Wood signs a two-year deal with the Lakers, according to Adrian Wojnarowski. And then your face was on there, and I'm like, Gerald, click me in. I gotta say something. And then after about five seconds, you clicked me in, and then boom. Yeah, and it was just so weird because I hit, I clicked in the, so, <laughs> the start stream. Go ahead, Sean. I, I, yeah, no, I, I think, I think we can reduce this down to you know its simplest conclusion here. He's either a starting center, or he's their sixth man. It's either one. So it, I don't really care which one it is. It's either or. So what if Jackson Hayes is our uh, Frank Kaminsky or Bill Wenton coming in for? Jay Crowder, and then uh, uh, Luke Longley. Uh, Like, who cares? If Hayes does what he does in the first five to eight minutes and then Wood comes in and AD slides over, who cares? Uh, The point is is that this gives us real depth. It's balanced. uh, Creates a lot of options for Ham. Um, But, you know, Gerald, we also saw that Ham went went with, uh, you know, just peas and carrots in the playoffs, basically. He um, and his his hand was forced, obviously, because of LeBron's injury. But again, now that there's another player who could secondarily play with LeBron off a of pick and roll and be the driver, not the roller, Gerald. And LeBron has now that um, that versatility that he's probably looking for at oh, 38, turning 39, Gerald. Like, so now I have potentially are playing in a lineup with, and again, it's a lineup, not a starting lineup, but Gabe Vincent, Austin Reeves, then I have Christian Wood and AD. So I've got three other ball handlers beside me, and I can decide what is best for us on a singular possession. I think that's more key, is that he has more options now. That's true. So... Getting into the final part of our discussion, because we've been all over the place, so excited to talk about Christian Wood now becoming a part of the Los Angeles Lakers. And I know that's something we were trying to refrain from, trying to temper people's enthusiasm. You know, we we had a feeling that the Lakers put the offer out there. It was just up to him to decide whether or not he wanted to take it, if he saw anything better. Obviously, he didn't see much better, much going on with Miami, because that's been rumored he was going there. We talked about it earlier today with Justin Quinn uh, as far as Boston being a possibility. You know, he just didn't see the financial boom or just the sheer number of teams that wanted his services. So now it's a redemption tour for him, along with Jackson Hayes, along with Cam Reddish, to see if one, two, or all three of those players can find their marketplace again with some good seasons for the Lakers. But that comes down to what everybody wants to hear our thoughts on and we read our thoughts on is the, what is the starting lineup? 
that we should run with going into training camp. It might work out differently and we might have a different answer by the time training camp and exhibition season ends, starts or ends. So I'm not holding you to this, but I just want to see before we get into camp with what we're about three and a half weeks away ish, something like that before training camp. So Joe, I'll start with you. I know you mentioned already, but please reiterate your starting lineup for those who've been asking in our chat. My preference is to have Wood start at center, AD at the four, LeBron hybrid three point with D'Angelo and Austin Reeves. That's my preferred starting lineup to just start the game. Build as so, all right, all right, coming back as on we here. Disappear. Yes, we are reappearing here, Sean. Uh, I want to, well, it's weird how that happened, but Sean, I want to ask you this, my friend, when it comes to a starting lineup, what is your starting lineup that you have? Gerald, are you pulling a David Blaine on us? No, you are, not at you all. are in Vegas. Yes, but no, no, not intentional. Are you sure you didn't, you didn't just David Copperfield us right now? No, no, I'm not hiding any pl- uh, jet planes in the world, my friend. So there you go. Anyway, um, yeah, so I think it's the same as Joe's. Probably D'Lo, Reeves, LeBron, AD, and Wood. Now, if you really, if you really wanna, if you really wanna play around, right? Hate maybe Hayes is the five, and then Wood comes off the bench. But I'd start Wood. I'd just start him. I will say this again, I, I, Gerald. I think I. So who do you think? Who would you rather Vando play beside if his if his shot isn't falling at first? No, the shot is falling. Pre- He's not going to yeah. stay in the lineup. Right. No, but Darvin Ham likes his defense, so he's going to play him, you know, anywhere from 17 to 25 minutes. So I'll I'll frame the question again. Who would you rather see Vando play beside if his shot isn't falling? Christian Wood or Jackson Hayes? Oh, it's not a question, Christian Wood, because sure. it, it – you know, you've got a, a non-offensive center or basically a dunk guy in the dunker spot. And then you have Vando, who's then would be not effective to do anything for you on the offensive end. So it's, yeah, it's just, you don't have much of a choice, but you also, when you have Christian Wood out there and then you pay, and I was telling Joe, you have D'Lo out there, you've got to have defensive players out there. And that means you're going to have to have Vando so you know, I just that think means this... that then Gerald that that means that because okay, so we talk about the good ripple effects. Okay, mm-hmm. here's a ripple effect that that they need. Then you need either Jared Vanderbilt or Cam Reddish to be really good at the three point shot this year. Mm-hmm. One or the other doesn't matter who. I don't have a preference. I have a preference for the name on the front, not on the back. Unless, unless it's Bryant Johnson worthy, it's about the front, and so okay. I think you know what's important here is what's best for for the Lakers. What's best for the Lakers right now is to have Christian Wood as your starting center. Well, I guess this signing may have come with some guarantees as well. Uh, I'm assuming that that's the case when you're only signing him for the veteran minimum, so you got to try and. Let him can, know, can, give some guarantees that he'll at least looking, get the opportunity to start. I think, or we're, I think we're looking at way too much negatives in this situation. We're not looking at the positives. What Christian Wood brings on half 
on the offensive side is is a difference maker. Why are you smiling, Sean? Because I said the the positives outweigh the negatives. I don't know how many times. Yeah, I know. He just never listens. He only listens to himself. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I get it. I get it. It's but that's like starting. That's like saying, "Well, I don't want to be rude, but." You know, I'm just a small town lawyer, but sure. seems to me. <laughs> well, okay, Christian Wood, you're talking about the positives, of course, the fact that he can stretch the ball, he can rebound, he can block shots. Again, it's all about effort, I think, on the defensive end with him. He's been in the league long enough. He's seen a lot of offenses. He's seen a lot of defenses a lineup. The Lakers will probably try to do the best they can to give him that opportunity to succeed right there for you. But it's still, it, to me, it's just kind of concerning the fact that when you have somebody like Christian Wood out there and LeBron and AD playing the three, four, five, especially if you're starting up against some wings, man, you know, that's going to be some problems for the Lakers, at least to start off the game. LeBron cannot be chasing after wings at 38 years old. I just cannot stress that enough. So where does that leave you? That leaves you with probably bringing Vando in. But my starting lineup, I guess right now going in, because I don't have enough confidence in Vando, guys, is that you have to go ahead and bring in Wood. I guess you have to go ahead and put him in the starting lineup. But I really think that we have to see how the defensive end looks and who will be guarding the wings if you have those three bigs out there all at the same time. We talk about the three guards. Now we're going to have three bigs out there at the same time. So that's, again, while the offense may look really good, and actually the, the half-court offense may look actually pretty decent for once, the thing is, will you be able to go ahead and get the most on the defensive end as well? That's that's where I'm worried. It's a legitimate concern, Drew. But if Vando can't improve his shot, then it's just like playing four on five. So, so I'm yeah. not listening, huh? Usually you don't. Uh, you just I, You just reiterated what I just said. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. You keep thinking that's about the bad stuff. What about just, the good what, stuff? Because it's my opinion, Joe. It has nothing to there do with you your go. opinion. I just you just confirmed what I said. How but am I, I not just, paying attention? But to the thing, but the question started off with who is your starting lineup? So I'm how, announcing. How am I not paying attention when I said you're doing what you're doing, and then you did but it again? But it's my turn to talk about but my choice. You're, you're the changing the subject lineup. now. Now you're changing the subject. Now but I'm paying attention. The original question See? was the starting lineup. Was but, it not? Did you not hear me say what's going to happen to this offense? Yes, How are you going to stop the but offense? But it's my turn to talk. It, it, it's, so that's I not spoke. the point. What do you mean is that the point? That's it's the point not the point. Me. I said you guys were doing something, or you especially, especially. And then you said, no, you're not paying attention. And then as soon as you start telling us your opinion, you reaffirm what I just said. Again, you had your chance to name your starting lineup. So did Sean. That's not what I'm talking about. But it's what I'm talking about. That was the original question. That That was the original question. See, But see, Joe went off on one of his, you know, well-known and world-famous tangents that he always does when he goes Mm -hmm. on his TED Talk, a.k.a. Soapbox, a.k.a. Joe Rants, that, you know, he never, he yeah, doesn't remember the original. I did one of those, by the way. <laughs> Not even <laughs> if they paid you or made a contribution to Simblades, no. Simblades with a Y.com. Okay. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Uh, let me get you there. know what, Intel? 
I don't always do it to get intentionally to get Joe on a rant. Yesterday's show, yes, I did. But today it was actually, like I said, we're just all mentioning who we think right now heading into training camp because things can change in a training camp. Remember Damian Jones, Sean? Yes, mm-hmm. how he was the starting center in the starting lineup. Come on. Yeah, times have changed. Times have changed. That that was not in any way. That was a no. I'm not even going to get into that. But it was a real thing, Joe. Mm-hmm. It, it was, but this is not a. It, this this is completely different. No, I'm just saying if it plays out, if they play well together, they have to go ahead and training camp. He has to evaluate as a coach, meaning Darvin Ham has to evaluate as a coach exactly how well they play with each other with each other in training camp. If it doesn't look like it's going to fit or be very as good as you want right away, then he might be apt to go ahead and bring out another starting lineup. So if this starting lineup is a turnstile above the the offensive positivity then yes they're probably going to have to move christian wood to the bench put ad back at the five and then uh start Rui at the four so yeah that that could be a possibility but i i don't think you sign a player that can get you a double double at the center position to to, at 27 to to, to pull him off from the bench at the beginning i think they're going to give him a shot to to start. I I hope so. I hope so. And I hope it does work out. I'm just, again, whatever issues you have with LeBron playing the three or whatever issues I have or concerns him playing the three, I think you have to, like you said, Joe, have to worry about what's coming up on the offensive end. And Sean, the ability to go ahead and stretch it out with a 38.%, 40% three-point shooter out there that's a big man that can be alternating with on the fly right there on the floor with ad I, that's attractive and at least you got to go ahead and give it a try and see how it looks at first yeah and and gerald um and again just there are examples of guys who come into a situation they're asked to play a role and they play it to the hill you know and i know the game now is more linked intertwined just tethered to offense but there have been some very good defensive players who have come off the bench in 1989 dennis rodman was the first team all nba he started less than 10 games i think you could ask jared vanderbilt if he thinks he could do that as confident as the young man is, I'm sure he said he he said he can. So people need to be presented with opportunities. Sometimes your sixth man doesn't always need to be 15 and 6 and 8 off the bench like a bottle rocket. Sometimes he's your shutdown defender. Marcus Smart was perfectly willing to come off the bench. He came off the bench before he was uh, defensive player of the year. And he would tell you that if all those years coming off the bench in high school, and then he had to work his way up through OK State and then Boston Celtics again, you say it was worth it. So sometimes being asked to play a role is a humbling uh, experience, but if it's best for the team, it's best for the team. And 
shouldn't question that. You shouldn't really question that if you're about the team. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. But once again, it is the Lakers Fast Break. It is Magic Man Sean Grice. Joe Soro and me, Gerald Glassford, thanks so much for watching and listening. We'll just talk a few minutes more about Christian Wood, and then we will get into our coverage of this weekend, the opening weekend in the NFL. Joe, so people are still excited. You can see that as far as in our, our best Lakers chat room that's out there, the Lakers Fast Break, they're really excited about uh, what could, the possibilities could be for Christian Wood. Again, this is a player who is burned every bridge so far in the NBA. Do you feel confident that those bridges can be repaired with this time on the Lakers? No. <laughs> Tells you they like don't it have is. anything to do with the Lakers. Uh, I'm just asking, can he redeem his career with the Lakers? He's going to have to. He's going to have to to earn a his really first big contract at the end of the year. So that has a lot of motivation there. He plays well. He's going to get the deal he needs. And this is likely going to be his only year in, in L.A. And hopefully it's one that gets him his money because that means the Lakers got what they needed from him and the Lakers are likely to win it all with that. I, I, I just, it, getting players like this, it lessens the pressure on the other guys to being – integral parts of this. We can't sit here and expect 11 of these guys, 11 out of the 14 to be perfect players at their, at their positions. This is likely going, we only need eight, only eight out of these 14 plus 15, whoever they end up filling that gap with. They only really need eight of these guys to, to play well all year. They get that. Lakers are winning it all. And they're gonna Do you think it. they should sign a 15th player? I think they should keep the roster spot open. I think I think that's probably what they'll end up doing. Uh, there, there, there's not, there isn't a need for a 15th player, really. Uh, I think that's more a, a CBA thing to get another guy paid. I think that's really what that is. A basketball team doesn't really, in my opinion, doesn't really need it more than 12 guys. I think 13, 14, and 15 is, is kind of, I don't know, a little, little much on a basketball team. You have five guys that can that are starting, and then you have the seven guys coming off the bench that are going to supplant those guys, and that's enough. Uh, I don't think you need any more than that. Uh, Plus, you got the two-way guys that you can play up to what forty games, Magic Man? Is it forty yeah, or forty-one? I, I think it's forty, Gerald. It might be okay. forty-five, but I'll double check. I think it's forty. Okay, I so yeah, 40. I mean, you you know, how much realistically? I know Darren was talking about give the fifteen spot to Hodge, but how yeah. much if you get, how much realistically? I would give it to Hodge. Hodge can shoot. Hodge but, can shoot. Hodge but if can Hodge shoot. is on a two-way, 
how many games is he realist realistically you're going to play? About only in half. To 40 anyway. Yeah. Only, let's, let's see if he can half. play. But you know what? Like I was saying in the comment section of Darren, I, I want to see him play with live bullets, Gerald. If he shows he could shoot then, I'd sign him that 15th spot. I really would. During training camp, if he's really hot, like I'm talking like well over 43 beyond, uh, yeah, give him that spot. He could shoot. I and I I reiterated it before. I'll say it again. I don't care about his age. I don't care that he's turning twenty five in December, and you know he played in college for five years. I don't care. He could shoot. He could play the position. He's smart. He gets it. He gets what the Lakers are trying to do. Even in summer league, even in summer league, he was very mature. He was very mature, Gerald, and I would expect the same kind of attitude coming into the training camp. So definitely if he's shooting when the live bullets are going on, definitely. He he's definitely the earmarked for that fifteenth spot for sure. Zanger Science says the CBA says in a total of the three they can have a total of hundred games. Well they yeah. only have two they only have two players. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm still saying what around 40 games, 35, 40 games realistically that's probably how many he would play in a season if you even signed him for a full contract because he'll be the 15th guy 14th 15th guy unless he really like you said pops with that outside shot yeah i mean but then at that point right you can sign him to a, a actual nba contract yeah. so somebody there are there are plenty of guys out there right now who are everybody very- can look great in summer league yeah, exactly. That that too. But there are there are plenty of guys right now who are on pretty good deals because, you know, they were two ways or they became undrafted and they got, you know, NBA contracts. The Memphis Grizzlies had to give Ke- uh, Kennedy Chandler uh, a four-year contract. Uh, they waived him, Gerald, but that's only because they had to give Kenneth Lofton Jr., an NBA contract. Miles Alex McBride. Fudge is an exhibit 10, by the way, yeah. just to let you know. Yeah. Miles McBride for the New York Knicks. Uh, another guy from that route on a pretty good contract, especially for the level of play he, can, he utilizes. So, you know, if Des Moines is shooting well, Gerald, that's just another option to give for the Lakers to kind of shave off minutes for guys that have an injury history. I mean, we had we had we didn't really get into it, but Gabe Vincent's known to miss possibly up to fifteen to twenty games a year uh, because of knee tendonitis or or soreness. So, uh, if you could add another guard or another wing, hell, I mean, do it, do it. I mean, Kelly Oubre's still out there, Joe. If you added Kelly Oubre to this lineup, that's another that's another option. That's that's, that's another wing for you. There, there you go. So and, I mean, and he never saw a shot he didn't like, Sean. No, but I I don't think he'd be asked to uh, do that on this team. Just oh no, he'll do it anyways. Yeah, that's why he won't be on this team, Gerald. There you go. That's why he won't be on this. <laughs> you just talked yourself into it, and then talked yourself. Well, out no, of I ta- I, ta- I talked into the idea of a wing, and he's the best available on the free agent market, Gerald. So. She says. Well, Sanger side says that they signed Alex Fudge to a a two way as well. I but, thought it was just an exhibit 10. 
she's wearing it's and i don't know how they could do that if they don't have 15 people signed or yeah. they actually they can sign or no she's you're right they can sign them to a two-way if they don't have 15 people signed by the start of the season then yeah, they would have right. to wait one they would have to wait one so yeah he got bumped up from exhibit 10 to a two-way to two-way but but now so that roster spot is eventually not going to be filled uh, they could easily let him go that's the thing though that's the you know because but, well, they, they want to keep that going to happen because it's a salary cap issue then if you sign so a likely a player. scenario that's going to happen he's going to be let go of his uh, two way and then he'll be waived and probably be somewhere in the G League for anyone to go ahead and sign but we'll see uh, Adam Hurley says I say we trade Hood Shafino for Mac McClung. <laughs> but joe (laughs) uh, a final thoughts on christian wood for now you know he's going to be a major source of conversation upcoming i guess now that we can actually have the 500 christian wood podcasts that are out there that now we could justify them as opposed to the ones that were done before but your thoughts joe as you unmute here and thoughts on christian wood now that he's a los angeles lakers before we get into fantasy football welcome home and Christian, you have the opportunity here to earn a, a large contract at the end of the 2024 season, win a championship, and don't be a, uh, I don't know how to say this with you guys knowing what I'm saying. Uh, don't be a, okay, take it for what it is. Coming from you, we'll definitely do that indeed. But once again, Christian Wood is a Laker. He has signed a two-year. Yeah, on the radio, they, they don't see this, right? So it makes sense, right? Yes. So just don't be a and yeah. Okay. Don't be go. a. Don't don't be someone who's going to go ahead and uh, get this team from the inside. Just want to be able to go ahead and resurrect your career. Just like the same thing for Cam Reddish, just like the same thing for Jackson Hayes. Resurrect your career. Take the time. Take the notice that now is the time you need to go ahead and do so and do it with the Lakers indeed. But thanks so much again for everybody being a part of what we're doing here at the Lakers Fast Break, especially for Intel Wild. Darren, you know, dropping the special super chats. Truly appreciate it. You're always welcome to do so, everyone out there right there on your screen go ahead and thank you so much if you do decide to do so or support us any which way you can on lakers fast break on social media or spotify you can go ahead and make sure you go ahead and become a member as well but i wanted to go ahead and touch on week one in the nfl hoping you'll stay with us right here at inside sports fantasy football because we are talking the nfl as well we'll also go ahead and still answer your christian wood comments and things in the as far as in the chat we won't go ahead and ignore them so because christian wood is now a los angeles laker but sean week one in the nfl is here my friend fantasy football owners are now gearing up a lot of people have had already had their drafts there's just a couple days left as we talk about this to have your drafts before the season starts so most everybody has had their drafts right now what matchups are you looking at as far as in the first week of the NFL that really gets you excited as a fantasy football owner? Yeah, Gerald, I think uh, if you had the uh, the Bills defense this week going up against uh, a porous New York Jets offensive line, you should be feeling pretty good. Um, I'm not even sure if Rodgers will uh, get out of that game unscathed. The Bills 
play a, a very disciplined style of defense, but they do have a tendency to, if they able to collapse the pocket, they can create turnovers. They have an elite uh, secondary, and I think Rodgers, as much magic as people think he has, is is going to have to uh, have a slow burn with this New York Jets uh, bad offensive line and um, shaky skill players. Okay. Uh, Joe, I know you've been scouring what's going on for this weekend. First weekend in the NFL, it starts Thursday. Is there any matchups that you're looking at to see what traditionally would be a great weekend for everybody? Everybody's starting off 0-0. Everybody has some faith in their fantasy football teams. But is there a matchup primarily you're thinking that people or teams that have these players will get off to a good start? A good game one, you're saying? Yeah, good game one. Let's like let's say a team like maybe let's say like a like a, you know that there's going to be like a 30, 35 point scoring outburst from a team. You can see it on the schedule right there. That's going to start off the team strong. Whoever has those players, I could see Minnesota against Tampa Bay doing something like that. I think uh, this is typical of Kirk Cousins and his arsenal, obviously, to play a really good home opener against a team that's. Obviously, kind of like in a rebuild, very basically. When you're starting Baker Mayfield as your as your starter, uh, you're essentially somewhat tanking in my book. Uh, Cardinals are definitely tanking, but I also think that Tampa Bay is tanking for the first pick next year as well. Uh, so yeah, I see Minnesota dropping 35 on Tampa to Week One, uh, maybe even 40. I could, I could definitely feel good about that one. So funny. Darren has said in the chat, and thank you again for providing us with another super chat. Truly appreciate it. <laughs> Joe once told me, when I want your opinion, I will beat it out of you. Yes. Yeah, opinions are... Sticker, that's another t-shirt right there for well, you. Well, you're, you know, talking like a tough guy online is always, you know... Which one would sell better? That last statement from Darren or I want to see your picture of your wife? <laughs> I think the wife one is a little more original. Okay. And I okay. think that would sell and that would be more quotable from from me. I, I did I did create a quote uh, years ago that's probably my favorite one, which is believe what you want, you're going to believe it anyway. Mm-hmm. I would I would like that on a, on a next to somewhere in the wizard at Westwood area in UCLA next to the, the wizard with all his great, great quotes. Cause I think that's something that's true, uh, through the times of, of human civilization, people tend to want to believe something that's typically stupid. Right. Uh, but that's a subjective thing, but more often than not, when you use common sense, you know, it's pretty stupid. So it, but that they can't be denied, right? Because this is a free country. You can think whatever you want, I guess. And uh, so if you're going to believe what you want to believe, believe it then. But, you know, just know that I'm going to call you stupid if it's stupid. Be prepared. Be prepared indeed. Uh, Magic Man, I want to ask you this. Uh, your Raiders. Uh, Gerald, Gerald? Yes, sir. Uh, correction, a correction for the two ways, all right? It, it states that a two-way eligible player is to spend no more than 50 games so 50 five zero so 50 games each 
Okay, so it's right. 50 games is the is the limit on that. Okay, so may, we'll make sure we establish that again uh, when we come around to it in the next Lakers fast break. But I'm glad you got a chance to research that. So under those rules, yes, 50 games uh, for two-way players on that is the maximum. And I think, again, for Demoy Hodge and also as well for Castleton, if you're going to give them a good enough look, 50 games, unless they really break out, Sean, I think that's probably the best you could expect them playing, even if they were on the team full time. Yeah, absolutely, Gerald. Absolutely, hundred yeah, percent. Kurt Kurt says it best. Yeah, absolutely. With the deep, how deep this roster is on paper, uh, they'll be lucky to see fifty games worth of action. And I agree. Yeah, yeah. So I'll I'll post it again, but I'm glad I'm glad we got to the bottom of that because this new CBA's. Uh, minutia and nuance is uh, can give you a headache. I don't know how Larry Coon does it, but I digress. Gerald, you were talking about the Las Vegas Raiders. Yes, your Raiders, uh, a team so enamoring to its players. They just had a player put out an Instagram notice that he didn't know how to play with the Raiders, Chandler Jones. Uh, I guess uh, he immediately took it off and he was frustrated that he didn't even get a chance. Read to his quote, it. Gerald. I want to hear you read his quote. Well, I don't even have it on from me. So, we'll Sean, no, no, no. Oh, I got it. I got okay. it, Joe. It's I like the part where page. he was complaining about he couldn't even get into the uh, facility. Yeah, he wasn't able yeah. to work out. In he, the got, he got he had, Steve McNaird. That's true, and he had to actually well, work out at local facilities here in Los in the yeah, Las Vegas area. Yeah, yeah. So it, here we go. Okay. Uh, I won't. I'll, I'll clean that up. No, 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 no. I want you to spell it at least or something. No, please well, don't. Give me, give me your... Uh, no, I don't want you to listen to... No, 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 no. You have the sound effect. That's the first I also word. have the mute button. That's, so I, I was do trying that. to do it and he ruined it. Go <laughs> ahead. Go ahead. It's over. Go ahead. Do what you got to do now. No, no. Make, make the I sound. love ruining it for him. Do it. No, no. It's, go ahead. Go ahead. Do it. Do it's it. not do loud it. enough if you do. People can still hear it plain as day. He's not going to say it, man. I'm not going to say it. Well, you have before, but go ahead. I said spell it. The F word what he put in there. Yeah, the F word. Go ahead. Go ahead, Tom. Make with the noise. Just just make with be, the noise. All right. Indulge Gerald. Just be silent in that area. Go. It. I don't want to play for the Raiders. If that's my head coach or GM, I want Patrick Graham, Ivy League blank. They won't let me in the building, though, trying to provoke a blank. It's a shame that I have a top athlete with 112 sacks in the NFL that's Hall of Fame worthy, ladies and gentlemen. And I have to go to a local gym to work out during the season for no apparent reason. This is wild to me, Josh, and you know it. You need to do what's right. He's texting his his uh, head coach. At this Chandler time. needs to call his brother. And go to the Raider facility. But this is this is why this is why I know that this organization is rotten from the inside out. But and you and Search are uh, are really behind the Raiders, so he's uh, mm-hmm. he's silver Till black death. all the way. There because you go. I because Gerald, I have I have the belief, it's called faith, that one year. They might win it all. <laughs> I have That's delusional. That's delusional. I Dramatic know. pause. They'll win it all. 
It was a Dr. Evil delivery. Yes. <laughs> they will win it win all. It all. <laughs> but uh they're they're just they're goofs. They're goofs. Um uh This is an insurance decision, guys. That's they don't let joke. him in the building because if he gets hurt in the building, then they're liable. This is true. It's kinda like yep. being in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, this Sue Happy culture of, of the United States. But you know, States. you don't you don't you don't need to uh you don't need to go to the length where you upset a guy. Just say, hey, Mark, do you know anybody who owns a gym? No, Mark doesn't know anybody who owns a gym. And if somebody owned a gym and Mark needed a favor, you could bet your ass that they'll be at the next Raider game. This you could just happen. walk into Las Vegas Athletic Club. This would it has never Las Vegas happen. on the name. If I was owner of, of any team, this stuff would never happen. Why aren't you talking to our player? There's only 53 of them, guys. Yeah. That's give and it. take. Give and take, it. depending on how the practice squad works. You know, and out. you got a phone, right? So you got everyone's name and number. You could call them up you're anytime me, yeah, you want. You don't, you're telling me you don't have a contact guy that knows everyone? They do. You don't. That is a Mark Davis issue. Even if it's not his his fault, allowing this kind of garbage is his fault. This cannot happen. If I'm in a boardroom and I'm talking to everyone, I'm talking to the secretary, to the mailroom guy, whatever. Guys, communication, communication. It's we the only thing that works. This is the NFL. Every, this is this is the NFL, okay? This is the biggest league. Uh, some will argue in soccer that there's Champions League and all that. To me, it's the NFL. NFL is the biggest league in the world, and you own one of those 30. How the hell does this happen? And by the way, let's say the reason why it happened was Chandler Jones's fault, right? You set the precedent, Okay. You tell your PR guy, Chandler's angry at us because of X, Y, and Z. And now he's saying this is what's going on. No. What happened was A, B, and C. You have to – these guys take these stances, these, these ass stances, and it's like you're grown-ass men. Talk to the guy. Tell us what's going on. What are we going to say? Oh, my God. They told us the truth of what happened. Now, yeah, what, oh like, my shit. God, what, okay. just say something. Okay. I don't get it. Like Steve McNair, the one, this is the first time I heard something like this was Steve McNair. They wouldn't let him in the building. This guy won an MVP for you. He made you relevant. He was one yard away from oh, going to the a, overtime in the Super Bowl. Uh, uh, Joe, Steve McNair might have been a legend on the field. He was a legend in the locker room, too. That needs to be mentioned as well. How do you do that to your number one guy for 10? Dude, do you have any idea how long 10 years is in the NFL? Playing quarterback, winning an MVP, taking your team to the Super Bowl? Like, I don't understand what's going on. Like, where are the reporters? Where are anybody that can set the precedent? Why aren't you talking to this guy? Oh, no, I want want my... I want my credentials to get in. If I if I'm too aggressive, uh, they won't let me in. You freaking was <laughs> credentials. What do you need a credential for? 
2023. You can see anything, do whatever you want these days. Well, regardless of all this, Gerald, I still think that because they're on the road, it's a division rivalry. Week one will be a close game between the Raiders and Broncos. Despite what I... I thought the Raiders were at home. I'm pretty, I thought they were in Denver. Uh, it says according there on, on uh, BetMGM that they're home. I they okay. Home. All right. I can look that up in the schedule. But, uh, yeah, I just think uh, right now when it comes to when you're playing a very a team that had a really disappointing season like Denver, who not a lot of people have faith right now in, no, at least no, you can no, start. No, they're, not, they're, not in, they're not in Vegas. They're in Denver. Yeah. They're in, okay. BetMGM has it wrong, has it listed wrong. So there you go. Um, I will say, though, that Denver is a disappointing team, uh, and uh, there's a possibility that they could get an easy win to start off their season, Sean. So yeah, it's possible, Gerald. Yeah, they probably will be. And Sean, but, in order, but, that, but that doesn't change the Is Garoppolo that... a number one on your no. fantasy football team? No, he's not. Do not take Jimmy Garoppolo as number one. He's At some point in time, unfortunately, for, for whatever reason, Jimmy will get hurt, Gerald. Jimmy will get hurt, and it's likely he only plays upwards of maybe 10, 10 to 12 games. He's going to miss a chunk of games. He just gets hurt too much. I, I As far as running backs, Joe, that's going to be a problem because, again, with all the issues going on with the running backs this offseason, uh, we have several running backs in new places, some of them that were big names last year, don't even have starting roles or – uh, uh, really consistent roles coming into this season. Plus, you have the issue with Jonathan Taylor, who mind-numbingly just is sitting at home, basically on the pup list because the fact that he has uh, been listed as out because of his ongoing contract dispute with Indianapolis. At least Sean's team was able to go ahead and bring in Josh Jacobs at the last minute, and they finally came to an agreement on a contract, but. Your thoughts on some running backs to look out for for this weekend in a in a league where there's really not a lot of great running backs right now. Running backs, uh, my God, I the the death of running backs is is gone up a couple more levels here. They were already dying before, but this summer was almost like now they're in the coffin. Who is going to be the most productive running back this season? I'm going to say I'm still going to stick with Eckler. I think Eckler is solid choice. A solid running back who seems to find the nose to the, to, to the end zone. And if he doesn't get hurt, I, I'm picking him to win the rushing title and lead the league in touchdowns again because Justin Herbert might pass for 6,000 yards this year. He starts at home against Dolphins this weekend. So. Yeah, I, I, I think the problem with the Chargers is I think they're going to have the first firing of the season with their coach. I think that I think that 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 I think the Chargers should have let let him go and they should have went another route. But it's the Spanos, man. Spanos don't know what the freak they're doing, man. And you can't waste another quarterback's career. You wasted Drew Brees when he was there. You wasted Phillip Rivers when he was there. Dan Fouts to some degree. I know Eric Coriel is a Hall of Famer, but how many times are you going to have these Hall of Fame quarterbacks and you're you're going to come up lame without going to a Super Bowl, or at least winning a Super Bowl? Yeah, I don't – I just don't see 
I don't see anyone else on the at the running back position. You know, Josh Jacobs, obviously. I I think uh, if health, uh, Joe Mixon will be uh, a huge fantasy. Yeah. I think Joe Mixon. It's it's hard for Joe Mixon to be that guy when you have Higgins, Chase, and a superstar quarterback that's going to want to throw to those guys. Yeah, I think he's going to get a lot of looks uh, underneath Joe. Um, Watch out for the kid in Atlanta, Robinson. Bijan Robinson. Yes. 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 Uh, I haven't seen him place. Really, but I'm hearing a lot of good things. Uh, you should have seen him play in Texas. Really. I didn't see it's hardly any. Texas, yeah, I haven't seen hardly any. And 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 Atlanta, Atlanta needs that quarterback to come through. If he does, and you've got a good running back to help him, then Atlanta could expedite their their new regime very quickly. Mm-hmm. I, they I got they got a nice looking offense. That's for sure. Drake London. Drake London is the number one wide receiver. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, But, Sean, I want to ask you this. When it comes to one of the matchups that could be interesting for fantasy football owners out there, uh, the 49ers and Steelers, your thoughts on this, my friend, because when it comes down to Joe and I mentioned, we mentioned it earlier, I was able to pick up Kenny Pickett on one of my uh, rosters, one of my drafts, as the last pick of the last round of my draft. I have a feeling that Kenny Pickett will probably prove a lot of people wrong this year. And the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, I know I mentioned in the chat what my picks are, but I would not be surprised that Pittsburgh is actually at the very top of the AFC this year because Joe might be a very happy camper if that's the case. Your thoughts on that game coming up and also the return of Brock Purdy, Christian McCaffrey, he's healthy now. We won't. We don't know if he'll stay upright all season long. The odds are like AD and LeBron, kind of no. But your thoughts on San Francisco at Pittsburgh? Yeah, it's uh, just in my opinion, Gerald. It's uh, the the game which features the two best pass rushers in the NFL. You have the uh, the bull rusher in Nick Bosa, uh, whose motor just doesn't stop. That's, could, that's I, crazy that you don't sign Bosa. Just, I don't understand it. I just really like don't. Taylor. These are just mind-boggling. Just pay I, I, them. I don't pay them. It. They're worth it. He is. Yeah, he's a game wrecker. We're not um, talking about someone that's maybe like an all-pro because oh, you know the yeah. NFL all-pros. Like, okay, if I don't want to go to the all-pro game, they'll just bring in some other guy that's like had a mediocre season to be an all-pro. These are two of the top players in the NFL – and they're not playing, Sean. And in San Francisco's case, he is the center and the cornerstone of their entire defense, which is problem for me because I had to, you know, pick them as far as my for my defense. Yeah, Ch- you know, that's, Gerald, that's a problem Gerald, for fantasy the, owners the, as well. The the Forty ers defense will will revolve around um, Nick Bosa and uh, Hufunga, who happens yeah. to be kind of a Troy Polamalu clone. But Bosa's not there. But Bosa is not there, and um, guys, Bosa is going to be the highest-paid defensive player in NFL history in a few days. Yeah, so he should. be. I wouldn't worry too much about it. He yeah, should be. After and they get, should, after they get, they their, need to their, make their, sure he's. In, they need to make sure he's in this in the lineup because beat down he is a game wreck. He so is a game wrecker. That's going to be a uh, in terms of the ascent of Kenny Pickett because this team is deep. The Steeler team is deep, and they hit on 
10 draft picks the last two years. That's the, how you. The, it, it, Joe's right. Joe's right. So th- this game is kind of a yardstick game for them because San Francisco plays a very similar style to the old Pittsburgh Steelers. Physical. Three to four hats to the ball minimum. It's going to be a very physical game. And you're going to rely on a lot. <laughs> Kenny Pickett is going to have to make a lot of quick throws if if this is going to be a, a close game. Let me ask you this, though, Sean, before I bring it back over to Joe. Uh, Brock Purdy, you know, uh, Mr. Irrelevant, irrelevant, probably one of the best. Yes, Mr. Irrelevant, probably one of the best NFL stories to come out in quite some time led this team to the playoffs and unfortunately got injured and it all went downhill from there. But he comes back after the injury. He was very statistically, it it looked really good. Do you expect that kind of output or should fantasy football owners who might have him on as a QB two? Because if you're starting him, it's a big risk. But if you have even have him on your team as a QB two, are you going ahead and gauging how he is? Do you think he'll be able to go ahead and live up to the expectations once again? Yeah, I, I do, Joe. Raphael562, our good friend out there, tremendous part of this show, uh, said Purdy is the truth. I think so, Joe, that, that number two guy on your fantasy team. I think so. I, I think that's conditional, though. He needs uh, a relatively healthy Christian McCaffrey, mm-hmm. and uh, he needs Debo Samuel to probably oh, – man – if you see number two, you're probably going to want Debo Samuel at least, you know, 1,300 to 1,500 yards, right, Gerald? So yep. it might have to be, you know, kind of an overachieving year for uh, Debo. But uh, I think it's possible for Purdy for sure. We'll see what happens, but that's a great matchup. I think that's the best matchup I see in week one right there from what mm-hmm. I'm seeing. But there are still great matchups there. Uh, what I liked, though, is going to be on Thursday night, show, and that's Can- it's Detroit going into Kansas City, Kansas City world champions, you know, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, there's questions abound as far as uh, what's going on with, with the tight end position there because uh, there might be an injury there that might be of some uh, concern to individuals who got uh, that individual right there for you. And I won't even mention it because I mentioned it earlier to someone today and they really just got had that pain look when I talked about it. But your thoughts, though, my friend, Amon Ross St. Brown, I think, uh, you know, he, he, Amon St. Brown, he just absolutely has been a breakout star, someone that everybody was overlooking. We talked about him last week. I really think he could become not only a wide receiver one, but he could become one of the top and elite wide receivers in fantasy football. This could be an upset. I think there's been some swirling around that the Detroit has a chance at winning this. The problem with that swirling is that'll Tra- that if get, Travis Kelsey is is out, then yeah, definitely. If if that gets to this, this is the kind of stuff when it gets to a, the other locker room. There's an extra button that gets pressed, and they go, "Oh, really? The Detroit Lions going to come to KC and beat us on a Thursday?" And uh, you have the best athlete on the planet right now, in my opinion, in Patrick Mahomes. I mean, come on. Does he really need Travis Kelsey for this game? Sure. Needs him. Does he really, really need him? 
I'm going to take should be a, able to win without him. I'm going to take a guess that the Kansas City Chiefs have heard this rumbling and they're going to lay the wood on Detroit on Thursday. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, Sean, uh, I think there's uh, some really good matchups in week one of the NFL. Is there any other matchups you see from a fantasy football standpoint that team owners or people who haven't even drafted yet can fully take advantage of before we go ahead and uh, basically start off with, with you know some of the lines and the woof, 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 head over to the doghouse. All right. Uh, you know what, Gerald? Yeah. Um, it's really interesting. The Eagles are traveling to Foxborough to play the Pats, and uh, it's supposed to rain really hard uh, across the Northeast uh, this weekend. So uh, I would avoid the Philadelphia Eagles uh, skill players this week. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Goddard, I would avoid them. Um, road teams, especially early on in the season, if there's inclement weather, it's it's definitely going to be it, not a high-scoring game. Philly was in those, you know, 35 to 26, 38 to 30 games, Cheryl. I expect this to be very low scoring. Okay. All right, especially with the weather concerned, you're right on that. That could be very much of a possibility. So, fantasy well, and football. and Gerald, you know, you know that Bill Belichick always has something up his sleeve in week one. We'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. Hey, Lakers fans, looking for the best place to go for up to date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers, well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Joe... Really looks like it's going to be an interesting week. The last what game, obviously, I want to go ahead and talk about. Interesting, Joe, that they're only doing one Monday night football game from what I'm seeing. Uh, and it will be the Buffalo Bills heading into Aaron Rodgers' land at the New York Jets. Uh, I think this is going to be the first test, obviously, for the New York Jets out there to see if they can mesh with their newest quarterback. And if Aaron Rodgers still has enough in the tank, I think this will be a very stiff test. But your thoughts on the Bills and the Jets coming up? I'm a big fan of Aaron Rodgers, the guy. And if the Lake, if the Steelers aren't winning at all, I'm, I'm pulling for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I just, I don't know. There's some kind of feeling that I, it, in terms of stories, while everyone usually likes the feel-good story, mm-hmm. you know, some guy came from. Apparently, every single human being, according to American Idol or the two weeks between the Super Bowl, everyone comes from some trash can thrown out of the garbage and came out of the muck to be where they are, right? It's always a some some damn sob story. No one ever comes on and says, yeah, actually, I'm sorry. Only one guy's ever said it, Bill Lambier. Yeah, I grew up with money. Yeah. I'm here because 
Oh, no, you're wrong about that, Joe. Johnny Menzel said that too, but go ahead. Yeah, but he didn't really make it, did he? I Maybe in college, right? But you're right. You're right with Johnny, right? So with that, I want Aaron Rodgers, if the Lake, if the Steelers don't win it, I want Aaron Rodgers to win it all. And the just the thought of what would happen in New York if that guy brings the Jets a Super Bowl, just could you imagine? Could you imagine the hysteria? You know, Tom Brady went to Tampa and won a Super Bowl, but it's Tampa Bay, right? It was more really about Tom Brady, Tom Brady's greatness at that point, which was kind of cool. But it's Tampa Bay. I'm more about the the surrounding stuff, like New York. That Aaron Rodgers, if he wins a Super Bowl this year for the Jets, is that guy ever going to walk in New York, let alone have to pay for anything? They're going to carry that guy everywhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I just think that would be cool. And then again, I think his reaction to it all would be cool because people think he's an arrogant guy. I know what an arrogant guy looks like. He is not an arrogant guy. He just does what he wants to do. And that just pisses people off. Why is it? Why is that? Why? What is it with people's infatuation of wanting certain people to do exactly what they do? Do people understand that most of the things you do are boring and suck? Do you not know that? I don't want to do suck and boring. Sorry, I don't. Talk, and, and Aaron Rodgers, one of those guys that I just see him in liking what he does. You can go on the... This does not shock me at all, by the way. McAfee show, you can go on Joe Rogan and listen to him talk. You gotta listen to me. It's not just my interpretation of what he does on, 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 on Sundays. The guy is the guy is living life the way he's supposed to. Okay. So I'm supporting it, and I'd like to see the Jets win it all if the Steelers don't win it all. Although there is a soft spot for Buffalo because they haven't won. Well, he's been the starting quarterback in two of my leagues that have gone all the way to the fi- to the finals or the championships. So I'm not going to disagree with you there. If you get Rodgers still being able to go ahead and produce for you like MVP Rodgers, there you go. But if you got Rodgers that's like eh, maybe on the decline, maybe not what he once was, especially with a Jets team that's kind of iffy in certain places on the roster, We'll see if it's looking like Joe Montana with the Kansas City Chiefs, but uh, we'll see. Joe Montana went to the AFC title game. See, here's the thing. But he was not the same quarterback. You cannot tell me he was the same quarterback. Because he got injured in that that You're not not even going to try and compare this Jets offensive line to what Brady had in Tampa. Yeah. John Jensen was a mauler. He's he's a mauler. You got a number one draft first-round pick that became your starting right guard. Brady had pretty much a perfect scenario for him. And uh, Joe's correct. Like, it looked on paper, it looked like Rodgers had the same thing. But just don't even try to compare those offensive lines. You know, it's interesting you bring up the the offensive line, uh, Sean, because the reason why the Steelers got a – God, my brain is completely – Jones. Jones. It's because Belichick pulled a jack move on the Jets. 
Yeah. And if Jones, if if they don't make that move, the Jets get Jones at and the, maybe, uh, maybe they maybe he helps stabilize their their crappiness that they have now, Joe. But <laughs> Jones was going. Jones was going to the Jets at fifteen. It was Belichick trading with Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh desperately needed the left the a left tackle of that guy's caliber. And of course, I mean, it, it was uh, that might have been the what do they call the coup de gras for for the Jets doing what they want to do? Because I I've been impressed with Jones and training camp. There there was a couple of spots there where he was kind of getting acclimated, but man, as soon as he started getting some things right, he was really, really it, playing well. It, it's not so much, and it's not so much the preseason. Like people need to remember, KTU you forgot, Pittsburgh was one of the hottest teams at the end of last year. Won seven of their last nine. They just blowtorched uh, every opponent they've had in the preseason. So yeah, you're right, you're right Gerald, going into week one, that that'd be the game of the week. Before we head on out, I do want to mention back to basketball real quick. Uh, it was also noted right after the signing for Christian Wood to Lakers that Danny Green, three-time world champion, including one with the Lakers, uh, signed with the or re-signed because he was on them before with the Philadelphia 76ers. I don't know how much he has left in the tank after all the injuries he suffered. Sean is already shaking his head that he's probably he seeing. Tank after all the injuries he suffered. Yes, that's right. What I said. Thanks for the echo on that. But I will say, though, that before we end it out, one of the things I like to do and one of the things that we like to do when Chris Lardieri from the Domination Sports Nation, give a big shout out to him, uh, who's now currently on vacation. Hopefully everything is good. Shaka Bra over there in Hawaii. Hopefully you will enjoy the rest of your time there with your family. But before we head on out, guys, one of the things that Chris likes to do is started actually even before. He met me, and he was doing his own show with Inside Sports, and that is woof, woof, woof. Let's go to the doghouse. What we do is we pick one underdog that we like. See, Joe, he has no idea what we're talking about because I send him the notes, and he has, he just doesn't. Yeah, never Not mind. one word I read. Yeah, Not yeah one. exactly. And that, that's par for the course. Actually, technically, I was just laughing at the wolf. The, wolf. Actually, I had nothing to do with it. Well, that's what we do on the show. But woof, 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 it's I the doghouse. I, I wish you didn't. Well, I'm woof, 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 I'm going to keep on doing it. So I'll start off with you, Sean. Joe, make sure, look at the, can you look at the lines for this week and see if there's one game? Because Alice was actually I, I have asking. a game already. I, by the way, I yeah, did Yeah, I, I do I as did, well. I did okay. read your, your, your stuff, okay. dude. Okay. Well, I already sometimes have my you, pick. you usually like the memes. If it's the memes, you like the big pictures there when Sean sent it to you. But Sean... When it comes to the underdog that you like for this week, who do you like, my friend? All right, Gerald. So I'm going with uh, I'm going with the home dog. Okay. I'm going with the big blue, the Giants, home for Sunday night football. Got the Dallas Cowboys coming in. Um, I like the Giants here. Uh, it's also supposed to rain uh, in New York on the Northeast as well. Um, Cowboys don't play good in the rain. Uh, Dak doesn't play good in the rain. Um, Micah Parsons will not be able to get the kind of opportunities he would otherwise, Gerald, because of the fact I think the Giants are going to rely on the running game. So I'm picking the Giants as a home dog. 
Giants win uh, 26-23. Okay, there you go. Joe, what did you have in mind for an underdog this weekend? Houston beats Baltimore. Baltimore. Oh, baby. Yeah, there you that's, go. That's onions. That's onions. Yes. I don't All know right. Name, but yes. Well, right now, as far as, uh, let me see the spread on that. Right now, what's the spread that you have on that right now? I mean, it's six and a half, isn't it? No, uh, it's ten and a half, I thought. It is ten right now. Yeah, ten. Baltimore's favored by ten. I would pick Houston uh, with the points. It's way too many points. Baltimore's not winning by ten. More than ten. No way. No way. Mine is a little bit more simple. It is on the road, but... What Joe said kind of threw it over the top for me as far as this could be a very pivotal year for the Los Angeles Chargers. And if it goes awry quickly, they you will probably see the first head coach firing right there. I think the Miami Dolphins will go into SoFi Stadium and pull off the upset. They're, uh, they're underdog by three. Mm. And so I think they will go ahead and uh, be not only the three, but actually maybe I'm seeing I'm thinking there's going to be an easy win for them. I think they're going to go in there unless Eckler has a great game uh, and Herbert has a great game. I, I think it's going to be uh, – I think Tua has got a lot to prove. Uh, while he stays upright, I think Tua has a lot to prove, and I think the Dolphins are going to go in there and uh, and win pretty easily and they're, because they are underdogs by three. And I think that's yep. going to happen. So there you go. All right. It is Inside Sports Fantasy Football. We truly want to thank you for joining us. Joe's pointings, it's right there. Oh, my gosh. There you go. But before we head on out, uh, once again, Christian Wood is a Laker. Everybody's still happy. Appreciate everyone for still being here. Laker Tom's dream has come true. You're going to see about the next 15 articles coming up at Lakerholics.com. Can't wait to hear one hour of him on the weekend, Sean and Joe, you know, with the dark glasses on, talking about, Christian Wood, Christian Wood, Christian Wood, until Jamie Sweet throws up on the air. So, because <laughs> you know it's coming, because you know how much Jamie Sweet does not like Christian Wood. Well, so, not, not to mention the fact that uh, Tom also wanted to acquire Christian Wood while trading Jared Vanderbilt. Yes, that Gerald. really got him incensed. So, yes, that, that was the major argument between those guys. But I think it's a good signing. I think it's a it's a win-win situation for both the individuals there and also the team. So, you know what? It, question, when we're talking about the starting lineup and what we need to fit, that means you have a lot of depth. Yeah, it means you have a lot of options when you can go ahead. And that's what you really want the most. The Lakers have signed a big. So I think they're done for now. I think they keep that 15 spot open, guys. And I think that's what they're going to do. So Joe's all happy, all excited. Uh, Sean, Joe, any last thoughts on Christian Wood before we have like 50 more podcasts on him? Yes. Okay. Yes. So one said no, one said yes. Yes. Perfect. First of all, this ensures a couple things. One, we won't have to deal with four different centers all damn year. <laughs> Two, and probably most important, we now have construction at the center position Joe, where a player is capable of making a shot outside of three feet that's a positive and able capable because you didn't sign biombo for hitting a three throw 
That's a plus, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. That's a plus because we had at one point Damian Jones, Mo Bamba, Wenyan Gabriel playing the center position oh. for the Los Angeles Lakers. And yes, this is painful to watch as these gentlemen's cringy faces made it out to be. We don't won't have to deal with that nightmare this year. All due respect to those three gentlemen. But Gerald, we found stability at the center position. When we're asking for Jay Huff to come back, you know we were reaching the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, oh so. my god, yes, that we were at one point. That was like scraping the barnacles off the bottom of a rickety ass boat. Yes, absolutely indeed. But we will be covering a lot more, including a lot more Christian Wood in the coming days. But tomorrow, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, we've got a great conversation upcoming for you. we got more NBA team reports coming up your way. First off, we've got Candy Ebling from the Milwaukee Bucks. She's going to cover Giannis Antetokounmpo. Maybe he could be heading on his way to the Lakers. We'll talk about that with Candy tomorrow at 5 p.m. I want candy. There you go. Absolutely. Good song from the That 80s. song needs to be playing when she comes. No, no. Sorry. Can't do that. Copyright issues. I don't Dustin care. Doperak. I, I know you don't care. Dustin Doperak, uh, he's covering the Indiana Pacers. He'll be on here Thursday. I think also as well on Friday, we do have re- actually confirmation from the UK, that John Jablanca will be on on Friday morning at 11 a.m. So that's uh, coming up for us right there. Hello. Yes. Hello, indeed. So Wednesday at 5, Thursday at 4, and Friday at 11. So we'll be having more early shows. You wanted some early shows? You got some early shows with us. And next week, I'll be on with Chris Ardieri. These guys are most welcome to come back on Inside Sports Fantasy Football anytime they can. And we truly appreciate you joining us for that. Once again, it's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. And of course, right here tonight. With our great crowd, the best Lakers chat room that's out there, of course, can be found no other place than the Lakers.